Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and... Moscow films of film history. That was an attempt at a Russian accent. I'm James. I'm Cassandra. And I'm Matt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, there are some accents, German, Russian, that are quite tricky. The thing with Russian is that, like, I think that's actually not specifically for Russian, but all accents, there are certain words where you'll try to say that word in the accent and then realise as you say it that it's, it's kind of the same. That's different, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you're actually doing another accent. Yeah, it's or, like when, or if you just you try to do it and then you realise it's the same as in your own accent, so oh, there's sure, no yeah. difference. I, the, the amount of people who try an Irish accent, who shoot for an Irish accent and land in Jamaica, to yeah. me... Yeah. <sighs> this is, my mother video, is, right? uh, yeah. is, is <laughs> um, famously can only do a pirate accent. Arr. All of her accents are, Arr, hi, yeah. here I am, I'm a pirate. <laughs> and it's like a very broad <laughs> pirate you, accent. There's usually like a phrase, like for South African, it's, um, I parked the car in the car park. I need to oh think of God. like what. The... I thought that was the Boston one. Yeah, Boston was, a, I parked my car in Boston Yard. South yeah. African uh, park the car. But I don't know. Oh, now I'm just stuck in South Africa. Uh, I don't know what the Russian would be. Like, vodka. Give me vodka. I feel like everyone <laughs> attempts like a Russian accent, but I don't even know if, like, Russians talk like that. Really. Yeah, I think it's... You know, it's just like, it's media. Yeah, mm. I feel like Telling most us. of our, 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 you know, sort of Russian accents that we've been exposed to are from, like, probably US propaganda <laughs> yeah. from the late 20th century. And then they just phased out doing it in these films because they were just like, nah, everyone sucks yeah. at the accent. Yeah, it's the one accent people can pull out. I'm like, I can do a Russian accent. Or, like, you know, Borat from Kazakhstan, which is, yeah. you know, adjacent. Nice. Share a border. Mm. Yeah. How's everyone doing? Yeah. Uh, Good. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's quite a late record today. It is quite a late record. To sort of fill you in on the context for our our, our little podcast. Um, So I'm I'm quite tired. (laughs) I need to get blood taken today. Sorry for squeamish listeners. Oh, no. And uh, they could not, (laughs) I did not have enough blood weirdly so they had to do both my arms oh i've done that before which yeah, yeah. i just meant that when i uh, came out i was basically just swaying backwards yeah. and forth she's high as a I kite was very yeah. woozy yeah. and then i had it. to teach a class so i had to just like sit down in the she's corner like, for the first right. hour of do the class this. yeah <laughs> but yeah it was very it was a strange afternoon i just imagine like those like um, clips and films where the teacher's on drugs. Yeah, and it's basically like, that, <laughs> except that it was just, I had to sit for a bit, yeah, and then I was like, yeah. well, actually, I feel fine to, to yeah. sort of walk it's around like now. the teachers ate the wrong brownie, and then oh! things go a bit wacky. <laughs> a little bit wild, coming soon this summer. Yeah. Um, How are you? I'm good. You know, I've had some uh, family <laughs> stuff going on, but uh, it's, good. No, it's nice getting back into the swing of things. Red Scare Youth is starting back up. Mm. Um, and we have some Red Scare productions coming up. We're not, this isn't a Red Scare podcast, but um, Cass and I run that kind of thing. So we have White Men coming up and uh, Battle Him coming up. White Men tickets are available now. This is turning into a promo corner. Didn't mean for it to. No, um, not? Talk to James for it's, long enough and promo all It's our podcast and, uh, and we'll yeah. do what we want. Exactly. Uh, so that's on a Bats Theatre and Battle Him tickets. Uh, will be coming up shortly. We'll keep you posted. Keep you we'll posted. We'll tell you right? about how to get those. <laughs> yeah. Your hot little hands on them. Look, the t- look, the Wellington. It's it's my son. 
my soul, low power, is your rear good little head. I don't, I don't know where it's going. I'm just saying that 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 it's 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 getting sunnier. So. It is. Here yeah. Now that you've said that, it's going to be another like three days of storms. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Miss Sarah is hiding. Going to go and hiding again. Miss Sarah Tonin. <laughs> <laughs> It's a long walk. Yeah. Oh. How are you doing? I'm okay. Um, yeah, the the sun keeps me happy. So today was a good day for me. We got got lit get lit out early today. I was supposed to go drinking today. It's like you know, at the end of the month our, our work um does like a free drinks kind of thing. Mm. So I usually... that's your government that's paying for that, everyone. Shh, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Calling them out. Um, but yeah, that uh, not everyone was in the office today, so it got cancelled, and my <laughs> plans freed up, and now I'm here <laughs> recording a podcast. Woo, Friday Wee-hoo. night. Woo-hoo. Um, speaking of sitting at home and watching stuff, uh, is it time to transition into our pop corner? Pop, 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 pop corner. Great. Uh, so I'm going to volunteer to go first because, as I mentioned uh, pre-podcast record, I have managed to, you know, due to various busyness and other life things going on, not intake very much media at all over She's the past. Busy two becoming weeks. a star. Just you know, just just uh, just working, but but you know, booked and yeah. busy. Um, but yes, one of the few things that I have been watching with James, so we can kind of share this item. Yeah, like, um, hey, is, I've been watching too. I told actually, you actually, Matt watch has it. been watching mm. it as well, but not with us, not in yeah. our house together. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come around every time. Oh, um, it's uh, the television show The White Lotus, yes. um, which has three send. episodes out so yeah. far. It slaps. The score slaps. The score is great. So the score, bad. among many other things, very, very good. So this show is a um, television show that is set in a resort in Hawaii, uh, which is a very swanky resort, and it follows both the lives of uh, a series of very entitled guests that are at the resort as well as the staff and we know that it's leading up to someone is going to get murdered um, but we don't know who or in what capacity. We um, only know one person who's not going to get murdered. Yeah, so, we know one of them uh, is yeah. not going to get murdered. Mm, yeah. um, what if they're all dead? Hey! hey. <laughs> but yeah, so it's a, it's a social satire, I guess is what you could yeah, call it. Yeah. Um, basically, it's extremely well-observed caricatures yeah. of different types of rich people, um, which I think it's good, because I think like when people go like, oh, it's satirizing the rich, people tend to just choose one type of rich exactly, person yeah. and make that their focus, and I, I really love that they've managed to just yeah. cast the it's so wide but also it's just very specific it feels My, like so many people that if you've been in any kind of service job you've mm, had to recognize all of those people, yeah. if you've ever had to like you know re- request uh donations or like try to please a rich donor mm. uh as a, as a perhaps as an arts organization then you may have met some of these people it's uh it's very very well done yeah mike white is the one who wrote and directed this and mm. he's just got a great oeuvre for everyone to explore well, what's his oeuvre um, he did Enlightened on TV with, oh. with Laura Dern. Did not see. Yeah. And then he's got um, his film work, uh, Beatrice at Dinner with um, Sam Hayek and oh. John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Really good. Um, yeah. He's got a few things. He wrote School of Rock. Nice. Ah, you know? Iconic. Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully nice. observed characters there, too. Um, yeah. Honestly, the cast also killing oh, it. The cast yeah. is so good. Oh, um, you were talking if, about Jennifer Coolidge uh, Yeah. If, if you... You know, we all love, know and love Jennifer Coolidge, but you have not seen her. A next level Jennifer Coolidge performance. Especially episode three. Well, it's funny, though, because, like, 
you know, we all love her, but we always use her as like, you know, the comedic kind mm. of, you know, bit. Mm. And she does, she excel, excels in that really well. And like, I think we saw a little bit of that, that different layer to her in last year's Promising Young Woman. Mm. But now she gets like a bigger showcase and it, yeah. she kills it. She's an open it's still woman. very funny, but it's like, yeah. I it's find so it, funny. She's it's, it's, it's so uncomfortable. It's very funny, but it's uncomfortable in a, in a way that I find like quite terrifying. Like, <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, there's feels a lot. like, yeah, yeah, because she is, her sort of character is this, this rich woman who her mother has recently died and she's decided to, co- to go to this resort mm. to scatter her mother's ashes. Um, and then she kind of finds this, she decides she needs a massage on her first day and she kind of like tangles her, her, her tendrils around this woman that works at the mm. resort mm. Um, and kind of tries to sort of latch onto her and, and decides she loves this woman. She, she thinks that she's the greatest masseuse that's ever yeah. existed. Yeah. Um, and it's that is a particular observation and that kind of very cloying attention of an entitled rich yeah. person who's decided that you're their favorite pet, um, yeah. which is, is so scary and is so like, there's, there's it's like so... really funny and it's so pathetic. There's this like learned helplessness to her, which is like, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's such a specific character and it's so recognizable. It just elicits so many different emotions. You feel sorry for her. You're scared of her. You, you laugh at her. It's, at it's... her and with her. Like, but also a... sometimes you find her really sweet. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's that weird. You're like, ah. Like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because like so out of everyone there, I feel like she's one of the more genuine people. Yeah, there, it's a is... thing of genuine, but it's a lack of that lack of self awareness yeah, exactly. of how her attentions are making these other people so uncomfortable around her. Yeah, uh, yeah. Other MVPs, there's Murray Bartlett, who is the um, concierge. Who's yes, the manager like, of the mm. resort, who is struggling with uh, addiction um, mm. and is just generally a lot of fun. Throughout yeah, I haven't seen him before, and he's hilarious. Um, oh, he's I, I, yeah, he was the best part of looking. If you saw that show on on HBO, um, yeah, he's he's good, and also um, Steve Zahn is Steve really Zahn good. Steve Zahn is yeah. excellent in this. Um, reckoning with his masculinity, yeah, and now uh, desperately trying to be this like <laughs> incredible father figure and, and just failing. And yeah. my patron saint, Sydney Sweeney, who um, you if you, you've seen you for you know her from there, but also like she plays the meanest girl and she's so good at it but like also she's like you know she's up in like what's um you know she has all the right thoughts but like in the way she treats other people is just yeah so effortlessly cruel and mean but like yeah oh it's so good it's her her droll um like line deliveries her expression it's oh she's I'm transfixed. It's like, what is this? Yeah. Why talk, are you so effortlessly mean? Talking yeah. about unpleasant moments, like yeah, the bit where she and her friend like grill this newlywed. Um, <laughs> oh my it's god! Just this young so woman is it's so it's oh, you're like twisting under the knife. And yeah. It's like, <laughs> and I like that. Yeah, it can balance that tone of like very, very comedic and very beautifully observed, and then having this like fun genre like who will die hanging over the top mm, of it. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it has to rush it either. It's just like it's just got a long sort of pace lives. and tone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I do say that like sometimes because the comedy can be like so uncomfortable, there are points <laughs> where because I'm not good with cringe with uncomfortableness totally. and comedy I have to like get up and like watch the show from another part of the room yeah. do you ever have to do that when you're watching TV it's like 
I gotta just I go stand just, over here. I don't move away, but I definitely like you know clasp the, stuff. I cover my yeah, eyes sometimes. Yeah. But the, like, like Griffin McElroy so calls it <laughs> the moments Sorry. where his skeleton leaves his body, just like walks yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like if you can, uh, your mileage may vary depending on how much you can handle, like, like yeah. the Office or Bridget Jones's Diary, that kind of extremely cringe, embarrassing stuff. But I've, it's so much fun. Like, yeah. yeah. Because the cringe is balanced with other good stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's not just exactly. cringe where it's like, I, I can't do a whole thing of cringe. Yeah. It's got a good sort of tone management, I think, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, why do I like this so much? What is it that's giving me so much life? And it is just like, yeah, the characters are so beautifully well observed. You know, when you get away, your problems always, in, in, in art especially, your problems never, never leave you alone. Yeah. They always historically come back to haunt you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my one thing. Uh, anybody else got anything for pop corner? Uh, well, we want to introduce you to a thing. Is that is this the right time? No, for why it? not? Yeah, let's do, do it. Um, oh yes. So we were discussing things that all three of us shared in the pop corner world, um, in the pop culture world, I guess, uh, before we started the podcast. And I revealed to the boys that I have not yet seen the House of Gucci trailer. And you know what? Um, it dropped. Fresh off the press today. Today, yes. I had not seen it. At the time it. of recording, yeah. So they're now going to show it to me, and I'm going to react to it, I guess. Yeah, this is your reaction okay, video. So this is our first reaction video. Our first video ever reaction audio. Ooh. Ooh. It was a name that sounded so sweet. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> Synonymous with what? Style. But that name was a curse, too. I've been a Gucci all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Man, a Gucci. Is it a history book? Oh, you are Gucci. You need to dress the pack. It's chic. No. <laughs> no. That was a reaction to Jared Leto. She needs new blood. It's time to take out the trash. Dear my family. So much. You picked a real firecracker. She's a handful. Oh. Bravo. We've just talked about Bravo. how we nobody knows how to rush the accent. Neither do we know how to do the Italian accent. Oh. Oh, can't wait. I can't wait for the end. <laughs> I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. I'm just realizing now that I'm like, wait, I knew wait, wait. that this... I just realized that, yeah, I knew that this movie was coming, but I didn't know what it was about. 
at all. Like, I was like, Gucci, it's about fashion, I guess. But I didn't really know. I thought it was going to be like, this is how we founded the, the, the fashion house. Gucci. <laughs> it's very I didn't realize there was a murder involved no, in the neither. Gucci brand. Yeah. It looks so much fun. Looks it looks fun. like trash to yeah. me. It looks like a lot of trash. <laughs> to be fair. I'm not going to look up any of the plot synopsis. It's like with Versace. I didn't know what was going to happen, uh, and it was beautiful. But also, I'm just like, father, son, house of Gucci. <laughs> I love that the best moment in the trailer and the worst mo- moment in the trailer are like right next to each other where you get Jared Leto being like, firecracker. You know, that's translated, but whatever. And then, and then she's like the, the bravo moment. I feel um, like the rule is you just aim for another accent and yeah, then yeah. you land at the yeah. correct accent. That's how we get there. Yeah. yeah. Why is Jared Leto in this? Though? I don't know. Uh, and why is he why dressed? Why is she dr- look, just get a guy like that? that looks like that? Exactly. There's plenty of guys. We don't need like to that. just get He's a, like another He's like addicted uh, to transforming himself. Like. It's like because you just know you're so boring as yourself that God. you need the only way that you can be in movies is to be another person completely in every kind of physical sense. Yeah. Look, just, Danny DeVito is robbed, as I saw on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah. yeah, and yes, there's this problematic fave, uh, Jeremy Irons, looking very good there. I didn't see much of him. To he's be not. Fair. He's not well, in there, but, yeah. but the character he is on there. Character he's in there. Yeah. But I'm just like, mm. it's all about. It's all about. It's Gaga Driver. Yeah. Gaga Driver is amazing. It's sequel to Baby Driver. Another another great Twitter one was like Goo Goo Gaga Driver. Gaga Driver. We were talking before the podcast about a, a previous discussion, which we had forgotten until until earlier today, of a film, perhaps called, my picture is for the film to be called Baby Talk, and it features Lady Gaga and Goo Goo Mbatha Raw, so that it, the poster could just say Goo Goo Gaga. Someone on Twitter said, Adam Driver's going to win an Oscar for playing Waluigi. Like... <laughs> Uh, but I feel like you know this is going to be our next special event. I've already said I'm, oh. I'm keen. To do I a am so down on to do when House of Gu- when a Gucci movie drops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this a cinema occasion or is this? Oh, we'll a, see. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think it will be cinema. cinema. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. wild. Ridley Scott loves doing these wild swings. I forgot Ridley about Ridley Scott. Scott. Yeah. It doesn't look like a Ridley Scott um, this film. This is like Ryan Murphy looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He did do The Counselor, where famously Cameron Diaz fucks a car. Yeah. But we should maybe we should do that as a as a preface. Oh, totally. Mm. And, bad, and I mean, he was gonna have. I did not get okay, that. Okay, I'll try again. Oh, yeah, yeah. For all the money in the world. Yeah. Okay, we get it. We get it. But, Christopher Plummer was yeah. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, if you look at the, all, the old shots of Kerber <laughs> like, dressed up in old age makeup, it's oh, disgusting and it's just not. as bad as Jared Leto. So, clearly, he's like, all I, what I've learned from this experience is that I just need to choose a different actor to put into yeah, the stream yeah, yeah. Realm, I mean, instead yeah. of just doing one. In, in all the money in the world, he wanted Christopher Plummer my studio was like no get the sex offender and then uh, he was eventually able to get it's just such off. a anyway like <laughs> look anyways this in this house we look forward to the house of gucci yes, yes. um cannot and wait. we cannot wait oh james do you have anything else no i mean i've just been relishing the white lotus with Cass, so that is Ugh. that is pretty much me how about and you watching more ted lasso which we talked yeah, about yeah, last yeah. time yeah mm, just just some leftovers um, yeah, I... You're watching The Leftovers? I have not. Oh. But, well... It's on my list. Yeah. 
What's on the list? What's <laughs> on the list? Now that the Lost recap. I know. Is I know. Up. Once I finish that podcast, I maybe yeah. I'll watch the After Lost, now there's the leftovers. Mm-hmm. Main course. Matt still hasn't watched Lost. So. I have not watched Lost. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. Um, for my pop corner, one of one of the big things that I've been um, watching is the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm the only one. Um, look, it's so good seeing athletes get their moment. Okay, <laughs> when they win their first gold medal for their country and they cry it's very emotional i saw the women's rowing where um i think we got gold later but i saw the one where they got silver um and i was like oh yeah that's nice um yeah i i'm against the olympics like happening i don't don't know if it should be happening i I, i'm mixed because i think for like a lot of developing countries it's very important to them um nationally but i don't know I like it when it happens, but I'm not opposed to, like, scrapping it all together. I'm just like, there's a lot of displaced peoples out there That's who were, became displaced because of Olympic villages turfing them out of their homes. Um, yeah. But particularly this year, probably shouldn't be having Olympics in Japan, where there's still a lot of pandemic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Also the fact that it's Olympics 2020 still, because it seems like they had yeah. all the branding and they were like, we're just, yeah, we're just we're doing just Olympics 2020. Yeah, we'll just wind it back. Um yeah, I did see the synchronized swimming. Uh, I love the synchronized swimming. I saw the USA like robot one, which looked very a impressive. Robot. Yeah, they, it, it was all themed around the idea because synchronized swimming, you have to do a theme. Right. And they were like, yeah. Domo Regato, whatever it is. <laughs> what? What's that song? Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't to that song, but look, they were doing robots. The synchronized so. swimming is always. Um, very entertaining. Japan always does well. Russia always does well. Speaking of Russia, we'll talk about it later. Um, yeah, the gymnastics is a huge thing. Obviously, mm. Simone Biles pulling out. Um, but Suni Lee won her um, thing today, becoming the first Hmong person to win an Olympic gold. And personally, um, um, I don't remember her name, but this lady who just, like, scored the first ever gold medal for the Philippines doing weightlifting. So yeah. shout out nice. to her. And I saw that, like, you know, she's tried multiple kind of times and, like, first time she was, like, second to last mm. or something. And, yeah, anyway, up to gold. But, yeah, like, those are the moments where I'm, like, you can see, like, the raw emotion just after. And that's what gets me about the Olympics. And I like watching that. Talking of raw emotion, did you see that video of the coach? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. There's a lot of raw emotion. We'll talk about it later as well. Like (laughs) That kind of raw emotion. Um, Other things I've been checking out, I have the White Lotus. Oh, I finished the Fear Street series, which uh, we talked about briefly last week. It does get better. I liked it initially, but yeah, it gets better. Although in the third movie, which is my favorite one, they spend part of it in, like, Pilgrim America, and some of them do the Pilgrim accent of, like, oh. her. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Know, that's, a, oh, oh. that's my Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> hi. 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 Um, no, but what, I don't know what it is. It's kind of, like, Irish, kind of, like, you know, like, they're doing the like old... New England kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. No, I can't, I can't you best be it. getting out of there. Exactly. Father. <laughs> Um, and, and it's like the crucible right? it was bad yeah. <laughs> it was bad the accents are bad because bodies get like sucked like or they like wake up like it's the teens from 
the first film? Yes. Um, yes. Well, I didn't want to spoil it, but, uh, you know. But yes, yeah. uh, essentially, the, the, we got there eventually. Yeah. Um, and the final thing I want to talk about, I, I'm i the only one who brings up Drag Race, but I finished Drag Race Spain this week, and the winner is my favorite winner of all time. Oh, Congratulations, good. winner. I'm not going to spoil it. It's Carmen Farala. But congratulations, girl. Love you. Um, you're not going to listen to this because you don't understand English and um, you don't listen to us. In New Zealand. <laughs> Wait, Lucas, Lucas and Mike listen to this. They might want to. Other people wanna might want to. <laughs> I can beep it, bleep yeah. it if you want. No, no. Ugh, who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, talking of Mike, I should apologize uh, to you directly, Mike, uh, for last week's episode. The quality of the sound was not always so crisp. It seems to be like a running theme when we have guests that we have technical problems. We had Kat Zulva uh, a while back with Spice World with the the recorder kind of timed out. So maybe it's just a running theme. And he did admit to being the foe of the podcast. So maybe. So it was his own. <sighs> it was called Sabotage. Sabotage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Planted a little bomb underneath the mic. We're on to you, Mike Bryant. Yes. Yeah. How very dear. No, it was lovely to have you on. Um, <laughs> and as we get to... Wow. What a wild changing of emotion that was. <laughs> and speaking of wild changes in emotions, it's time to head to our feature presentation. Yeah. Feature presentation. And not only that, we are opening our, our new series. Oh, that's dun, right. Dun, dun, dun. We teased about I, it last year. Uh, maybe I'll do a little fancy record for it. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe I'll get you to sing something. We'll think of something. Five Nights of Nightly. Are you crying? Don't you know? Yes, I know exactly. I love you, Rob. I want you to punish me. She is never to set foot in this house again. I know what you think, Cathy. Although Tommy really likes you as a friend. He just doesn't see you that way. You always talk to Peter. You don't like me. I'm not sorry. Iris. From the first moment I met you, your arrogance and conceit, your selfish disdain for the feelings of others, made me realise that you were the last man in the world I could ever be prevailed upon to marry. This is wrong. Makes no difference. Five nights. Of nightly. Oh. Um, so, should we talk a bit about what inspired this series before we talk about the specific film? Absolutely. I mean, we were going to do a cold season to. Yes. To- <laughs> we were feeling the weather. Yeah. Basically, yes. And James we're like, particularly boo, winter. <laughs> was very excited about this film, Anna Karenina, which yeah. features a lot of snow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we were thinking about other snowy films we might want or to do. I see. But um, you know, I feel like that's maybe not the strongest theme <laughs> in the world. It's a bit boring. Uh, yeah. And I think, given that our previous themes have been Meryl Streep, the year nineteen ninety three. That's right. <laughs> and I feel like, like we, we're kind of more of a specific. Theme I was kind of, of on board just because I'm like, what a vague theme. <laughs> I'm in. Um, Next year we'll do the cold season yeah. in winter. We'll take some time to think about it before it gets cold yeah. so that the episodes can come out while you are cold instead of, like, you know, as we transition into spring. Exactly. Mm. But, yeah, I think organically we were just talking about the movie and talking about different Kira Knightley <laughs> performances yeah. that we may or may not have seen. Mm. And we just, you know, we um, found out that among us, Kira Knightley, a polarizing figure. Yeah. So what's everyone's previous relationship with oh, Kira Knightley with Kira. herself? Yeah. The woman, the legend. Kira is like a figure from 
from my childhood as i imagine it is the same for you too like my first introduction to her was probably Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, of course. Like, same with Orlando Bloom as well. Mm. Like, it was these two beautiful <gasps> Excuse figures. me? Oh, well, I don't Excuse know. Excuse me, I, Orlando Bloom? A, a, a hometown legend. On I, I know. But like, <laughs> lived, walked, Traitor of the country. among our very streets. I I'm not sure if it's the same. Lord of the Rings was a bit earlier, right? But... Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you're dragging yeah. me yeah. for? Yeah. Uh, yes. Sure. Well, I'd known Bloom, but like you see Bloom without the makeup. Full Bloom. In that one. In full yeah. Bloom. Yeah. Right? And so these two gorgeous individuals um, that, that took our fancy for a number of years. Like her, her peak, I think, was, you know, that, Pride and Prejudice. What was the other one? Atonement. Oh, becoming atonement. Becoming no, no, sorry, that was <laughs> becoming Jane and Anne Hathaway. I get so so. This is oh, I'll talk about that later, maybe. But I'll, I have a beef with like those kind of period films and what mm. this film kind of mm. does. That's a little different from it. Mm. Um, but my Kira, yeah, I mean, she's she's there. She's always been with me. She's never been like my favorite actress. Mm. Like I, her mannerisms get in the way, and I really want across this series like figure out what they are. Right. But like yeah. when she when she just goes for it. Um, but no, she is a she's a really talented actor, and she has grown over the years. Uh, physically. <laughs> I don't know if she didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, she's going on me as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I felt very interesting that you brought up Anne Hathaway in this little bit, mm. accidentally, James, because Anne. I had a very similar relationship to Kira Knightley and Anne Hathaway uh-huh. as a youth, um, in go. that I disliked them both there a lot. Um, but Anne Hathaway, I've already discussed on this podcast that I didn't like her because I saw Ella Enchanted, the terrible adaptation. Mm. I hated it. And, and I, not I like other her. people like that. Yeah. Just like her because she was big theater girl. So, energy. Some people uh, yeah. love Ella. That'll be interesting to get into. Oh, oh, oh God. I hate Ella Enchanted so much. It's such a terrible adaptation of one of my favorite books as a child. And that's why I hated it so much. It just yeah. totally, completely misunderstands the entire premise of the book. But anyway, um, that's one thing. But I, I just, I, Kira Knightley always annoyed me because I thought she was so affected as an actor the chin acting yeah. really just pissed me off and I thought it was really annoying. Um, but I also liked, like, most of the films in which she appeared. Right. Like, this thing where I loved the first parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. Like, I loved Atonement a lot as a teenager. Um, I really loved, like... I'm trying to think of, like, what other films that... I'd, oh, like, Bend It Like Beckham I really loved mm, yeah. when I was a child. And she's was, great in that. I was trying to think of her stuff, like... Like, what was her, like, teen stuff? And yeah, yeah, yeah really because she was very young when she was starting mm. out. She was a teenager mm. when she started out in film. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think now looking back, like, I can see, like, yes, there are definitely affectations to her performance, but I can now appreciate other things that, that you know, obviously there are there are some different, definitely some little little ticks that she has as a performer, which we will be commenting on in the, the I mean, podcast. And we'll get to know these ticks for <laughs> uh, the five nights. But I've now softened and mellowed on her considerably. I felt like my real turnaround for her was Never Let Me Go, um, oh, yeah. I she that, was really good because in I think she's she also she's played really such a different type of role than she had played in other things, and yeah. I felt like it was a really good like weaponizing of her her p- persona as an she's actress. She's like the third wheel, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. she's kind of a really na- like nasty, but uh, not in like mm. a you know evil villain in way. That? She's kind of just a, a, Andrew Garfield. Oh, he's so oh. good. Oh. Everybody is really good. <laughs> but also, that was the same. Barry Mulligan's so good. They're all really good. That was the same year he had um, the Social Network. What a year for him! Oh, what a year! Oh man, I whipped so much at that movie. Goes what a what a Tommy. Um, they just anyway. wanted to make art just to prove that they have souls. They have souls. <laughs> and they looked through that porn Clones magazine. Clones have souls. Clones have souls. 
Anyway, uh, you should go watch yeah. Let Me Go. It's not a mixed and bag. Mixed we'll never, bag. never cover it on the podcast. It's too good. <laughs> we just spoiled it if you haven't watched it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Not um, sorry, okay? But, yeah, um, anyway, um, aside from that, Stephen. <laughs> but, I yeah, love I that really, we're all united on that. <laughs> anyway, I remember, I'm really liking her in that and being like, wow, that was like a different thing that I'd seen from her. And then since that point, having revisited like some of her earlier films and other things, I found much more to appreciate about her as an actor. So she is one that I've definitely, yeah, mellowed on and, and grown to really enjoy um, as her career has progressed. And I think also she's become a better actress mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as she has aged and, um, you know, got you know more experience as a performer. Yeah. Hmm. I have like an, a similar um, reaction to Kira as Cass. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was growing up, obviously I was like, you know, following the Oscars and she was all around these old, all these like period films that all looked mm. the same to me. Um, Edge of Heaven, The Duchess. <laughs> um, all these, other, yeah, all these other films that were just like, of this genre. She was the costume queen. So in my head, she was just the costume queen. I was like, Kira, get out of that corset and into some shorts or something. <laughs> um, I get didn't back like on the football field. Exactly. I didn't, you know, I didn't like her in atonement. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I did like her in love actually. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, because I, I just love quoting her when she finds out that it's her. It's like... It's kind of the worst, one of the worst plot lines. There's a lot of... Really oh, good. my God. I think I, almost every plot line in Love Actually is bad. I love that is plot line as a kid. Man, it's terrible. It's so bad. As a kid, I was like, oh, my God, he's so... <laughs> See, this is why. This is why it's a bad film, because it's teaching our ch- children yeah. terrible messages about but, romance. And but, Matt has still not unlearned this stuff. Think but, about how he is as a human today. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's like, when, but when he watched, but when he watched, when he shows her the thing, um, obviously it's terrible. But she's like, they're all of me. <laughs> when he's like just videoing her, I was like, oh my god, Kira. <laughs> and then after that, she does one of her signature things. This is our first discovery of her text. Of it's like <laughs> a little chuckle. Yeah, she's um, good at exhaling. Very, very, uh, you know, a big user of the exhale. Yeah, I think my turning point was loving another costume queen, Sir Ronan. That you know, famously discovered during a exactly. Yeah. And I was like, just like loving her and loving her in all these period films. And I was like, Kira, maybe. And then I, I obviously watched it, Pride and Prejudice, and loved her in it. Mm. That was the turning point. She's great. Oscar nominated, age 20. Yeah. I think one of the, because one of the uh, popcorners that I forgot about that I finished was the Twilight Saga. I watched Breaking Dawn Part 2. Great fun. Had a blast. Uh, But one of the things that I was thinking about for that is that those uh, actors were like thrust into the limelight pretty young. And it's similar to Kira as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just become this like mega star. And then that that kind of like thing. And that scrutiny. It it also just imprints on your brain. Like you just pigeonhole them into that one type of thing. Yeah. Um, So it's not, it's not like I'm fully fanning for her, but I do, like Cass, I've grown to appreciate her, appreciate her presence in films. And like, I do think she's quite skilled. also, I think, you know, she is unfortunate and in a lot of films she stars with like actors who register, but more like Carrie Mulligan and like, yeah. Yeah. you know, just, you know, it's unfair sometimes. And, but And I think sometimes because she plays a lot of, does a lot of these costume dramas, which are tr- sometimes pretty traditional and pretty like dry and stuff that I associate her work as being a bit dry, but it's like, yeah. no, she's always like giving up. 
She's the English rose. Yeah, exactly. But you know, those costume dramas made her iconic. She is the costume queen. <laughs> yeah. Will and forever she's, will be. She's calmed out. So like, age. when you see her not in a corset, you're like, <gasps> what's happening? Let what go. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had a, a, a smaller version of that with like Carrie Mulligan as well with Promising Young Woman, where I was like, huh. You're modern, and you're. Yeah. Um, excuse me, have you seen her in Shame? She, have you seen yeah, her in Drive? She's there in Shame. Have you seen her in Inside Lewin yeah. Davis? But it was still she's just. I mean, that's that's period as well. But. I mean, but different, <laughs> different, different period. But it was something about her feeling like more modern. All of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just playing that's a classical kind of role. Definitely feels zeitgeisty. Yeah, yeah, and I'd really love to see Kara just be like. I'm gonna I'm cut loose and do something real wild. Like, I still want that from her. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think she's done yet. I think there's going to be something interesting. I mean, this is an interesting role in some ways um, um, for her to have done in 2012. Is that mm-hmm. when this film? Yeah. Because, like, it, I feel like Anna Karenina, which is the film we're talking about today, and we yeah. have not announced it, I don't mm. think. Yeah. Anna Karenina feels <laughs> Why are like, we talking about Russia at I know. the beginning of the pod? Um, Anna Karenina as a character feels like something that would be a really good thing to do when you're at her age now, because I feel like she's in her early 30s, yeah, right? Yeah. When you're transitioning from, she can no longer kind of pull off that ingenue role that mm. she was built her career on yeah. into these kind of mid-career sort of mm. uh, leading lady roles, which I think, yeah, it's she has the so life early. experience now. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. And, but she still looks the same. So, you know, yeah. more mm. bang for your buck. Yeah, because this more was, bang. Uh, to, to give a little bit of context into it, yeah, as you say, introduce the film. This was the third collaboration between Kira Knightley and director Joe Wright. They had previously done Pride and Prejudice and Atonement. Uh, and this was aiming, and those were like mega hits. And this um, was going to be her crowning achievement. Yeah. Um, going to win her the Oscar. Both of those two had gotten over $100 million, um uh, worldwide dollars, uh, <laughs> dollars yes uh, whereas this one raked in a paltry 60 million and it was 40 million budget so th- this was kind of the end of their collaboration yeah together. I don't know if they've worked together since yeah I don't mm. think so and mm. the end of those kind of films for Joe Wright as well the more lavish like different, period films different angle and this one lavish is certainly the word for this yeah. film mm. um, but yeah. James so James is the one that came up with Anna Karenina for the podcast yeah um, you've seen this before right yeah well I remember seeing it and I don't know why but I maybe it was just a completist or someone had been like hey this is actually like good I'm not sure but I was like like when I saw it I was like damn and then I I saw like surely everyone felt the same way and I saw that it was on like it's on like 63% or so or 63 for Metacritic 66 I think for Rotten Tomatoes like but it's all around in the the 60 kind of area middling yeah Mm. pretty and Joe right up right up front was like this is going to divide people um mixed as you yeah (laughs) what to say say. mixed um and because of it's really bold, it's really theatrical, and it is like stylistic as hell. Um, and uh, for Tolstoy completists, maybe not the kind of thing that they're um, they're wanting. It might not be as as meaty as they hoped for, um, and that kind of divided the critics. Um, so yeah, I, I picked it because I'd never really heard anyone. I've never like I've never talked to anyone else about this film because. <laughs> I, I feel like no one's seen it because, and it's like we've all seen Atonement, we've all seen Pride and Prejudice. It's I secret. haven't seen Pride and Prejudice. Damn, famously, oh, <laughs> I've told okay. you this many times. Wow. <laughs> a guy that played her brother. I know. Played well, her lover. Well, I know. You think I, it should be a reward at the end of the season? Yeah, we'll watch Pride and Prejudice. Yes. I, I want to yeah. watch it. I just, yeah. just never. I've never had. Yeah. Um, um, you've never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess is it worth talking about like the history with this film or like with Joe yeah, Wright or, films or with Tolstoy as yeah. well? With Tolstoy. Um, what's your history with Tolstoy, James? Tolstoy. I don't. I have no history with Tolstoy. I have history with Joe Wright. I'm sorry to to block that, but uh, I mean we kind of talked about Joe Wright. I yeah. Love is beautiful. Yeah. Labor. You know, Atonement was just like I don't know how or why I saw that. It wasn't super my thing at the time. But, I've seen Atonement like four times. But honestly. Him writing C U N Star um, was it's not where you put the star. Oh, it's yeah, not where you put the star. an atonement. No, I know it yeah. puts the st- star of the U. Um, he doesn't put the star anywhere. I know it was very shocking. Very shocking for such a mainstream film. Yeah, and then and then McAvoy crumples the paper and mm. laughs yeah. to himself. And then they fucking make out with that dress. Oh. My hot and famous sexy. Seat, my first like celebrity crush as teen was James McAvoy. Uh-huh. Um, so big, big fan of Atonement. Yeah. Clearly because of that, where yeah. he's at probably his peak sexiness. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So yeah. that's all I can say is Joe Wright does a good, he does a good sexy man. He's good yeah. a sexy good, man. He knows he how to do a leading man. Uh, and yeah. Matthew McFadden, who I was alluding to before, is a very sexy man as Mr. Darcy, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might might have seen him in Succession. You've probably seen him all over the place. He's played, He's around. In, played a New Zealander and in My Father's Den. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which for, you know, we discussed, I think, in a group chat that it's yeah. on the wall of every English teacher's classroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good in, movie from what I can In McFadden. <laughs> Okay. I laugh, but I don't get it. What? And my father's dead. <laughs> oh, okay. oh my god! <laughs> I just love to go along it with it. It was so far. It was such a long walk of a short pier. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah, yeah, I'll talk about my relationship yeah. with these things. Um, yeah. So, like I said, big fan of Atonement. Um, have not really seen much other things by Joe Wright. I don't think, though. Uh, no. We've talked about relationship with Kira. Yeah. Um, now he I, just makes like the darkest hour. Woman yeah, in the boo, window. Boo. Hannah, which is pretty good. Mm. No one saw it. I yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. It's so um, Saoirse, though, so. Yeah. 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 My relationship with Tolstoy is that I'm a huge fan of the musical uh, Natasha Pierre mm. and the Great Comet of 1812, uh, which is famously based off a very, very thin sliver of War and Peace. Mm. Um, so I have attempted to read War and Peace, oh. um, but the, the war sections quite boring. Don't like them. The peace section's great. Like, yeah. the peace sections are very Anna Karenina, oh, and so God. I feel like I actually should just read Anna Karenina because, like, I was watching it's this being like, oh, this it's, is all, like, the good parts of War like and Peace. It's like every, reading every <laughs> Russian novel, you're like, you've got the good bits, and then they talk about boring stuff and you're like they go on and for 60 so pages guys and you're like they all have three names and took it's me like a hundred years to read like the master and the margarita because i'm like they're all wait they're all the same guy wait why is it <laughs> what is but i think that's the names. thing like any, when they're in combat and things it's like not only are they all there's so many characters but they're all men of the same age so you yeah. can't even differentiate them yeah. very clearly and you get lured um, in like with the master you're like oh it's about like but the, the thing devil. is like the, with like, war and oh. peace when i was really it's just like every time you think it's going to get boring there's like just a really good scene yeah. with like dumb funny shit that happens like there's a bit in like chapter two or so really early on where pierre gets really drunk and he like ties a policeman to a bear <laughs> and he's like, I gotta change my ways. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what a good rock bottom for Tolstoy yeah. to write him. I have yeah. seen the darkest side of myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so that's my relationship with all the things related to this film. Um, I, I've not read Anna Karenina, and no, I'm now excited I. to. I feel like I think yeah. I might do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. Yeah, I I only have a connection to this film because yeah, of of following 
mostly award season because 2012, this was supposed to win um, Keira Knightley, her Oscar. Because ah. it was the third one. What a big role. All, big the all the emotions. All the emotions. And I was rooting against this film mm. because I didn't like Atonement that much. I was like, well, I did like it, but I did not like that scene that was really showy and I was really against Bryony's haircut. <laughs> the, the haircut just keeps you up at night. I know, like, it's living room for <laughs> my Do a count of how many times Bryony's haircut has been mentioned on the podcast. Oh my God. Um, so I was reading against this film. I hadn't seen it. Um, and also I didn't like Kira. So I was like, oh, why would I win? Yeah. yeah. And turns out she didn't. She only got nominated for a satellite award, which is very sad. Um, she didn't even get nominated in any of the other awards. Um, a young ingenue by the name of Jennifer Lawrence did that year though. Oh, so. No. Oh, so oh, for Lightning's Playbook. Oh. Yeah. She fucking killed Winter's Bone. Go yeah. out and see Winter's Bone if you haven't fucking killed it. With John Hawke. She got nominated for that She one did, too, right? she did. Okay. That was her big welcome to the club. Okay. But I think she also killed it in her David O. Russell. She did. She's so funny in them. Yeah, so funny. Um, so that's my context, is that uh, it was the context of that Oscar season 2012. And then after that, I was like, huh, I won. And then um, never thought about it since. I won? Yeah. I was really <laughs> against when the film. When Kira loses, we win. I win, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so, and now I'm ready to see um, who the real winner is yeah. between me, Kira, and the train. <laughs> and a plot synopsis? It's yeah. time for the plot synopsis, yeah. So it's right. my turn to do a movie in a minute. Uh, so I'm going to let you all know what happens. Yeah. In... Well, it took us 84 years to get here. I but... know. Yeah, or 44 <laughs> minutes, yeah. Three, two, one. Anna Karenina is a Russian woman in the late 19th century who is married unhappily to a boring man and has a son who she loves. Uh, She goes on a journey to uh, help out with a family issue with her brother who is estranged from his wife um, after he had an affair and gets them back together. And in that journey, she meets the dashing Count Vronsky. uh, And after a while of toing and froing, they end up having an affair. She falls madly in love with him uh, and she decides to eventually leave her husband for him. However, uh, that means that all of society's eyes are on her. She uh, gets pregnant to Vronsky, um, and then she is kind of unable to choose whether she wants to be with her husband, uh, because that will mean that she gets to see her son and her children, or be with her love, Count Vronsky. Uh, eventually, the pressures seconds. of all of society's eyes on her uh, drive her to distraction, and she decides to kill herself by jumping in front of a train. There's also a B-plot with another guy uh, <laughs> who's really boring. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later. Was that it? Time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Perfect. That yeah. might be your, your finest hour. The B- Forget the darkest hour. That's my darkest hour. Yeah, that's um, your finest hour. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, look, we don't have time for the B-plot, but yeah. it's uh, Don McGleason wants to marry this girl, and first she says no because she likes Count Vronsky, and then she says yes, Ugh. and they're happy. Yeah. <laughs> I have this. Matthew I, I have this yeah. term where I feel like actors who don't come alive on screen are Felicia's, doesn't matter what gender. They're both Felicia's. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like either of They're them on the screen. the actors, the characters, surely. The actors. Oh, damn, you're coming for Dom, though. When has he popped? He's good in Fred. He's good in the Star What's Wars. Fred? Fred, Fred with, with uh, Michael Fassbender. Oh, no! You yeah. know who the stars of Fred Frank? are? 
Frank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who the stars of that are? Michael Fa- Fassbender in The Thing and, and Maggie Joan Hall. Maggie Joan Hall, one of the best supporting performances I've ever seen. But he's, ho- he's still there. He's, he's so boring. Him. He's so I mean, boring. He's, he's there. <laughs> yeah, he's right. so there. Um, the only he's time there. I've ever seen him pop was um, Star Wars, where he's doing way too much. Yeah. Do you know what? You know what? The, the biggest barometer of this is Brooklyn. Bitch. Do you even remember him? But he's made I to remember be him dry. from Brooklyn and I feel like he's well cast because he's, he's boring. boring. And the exactly. same way, I think he's well cast here because he's a really boring yeah, guy. He's wallpaper. <laughs> you know what? You know what? This film won Best Production Design because of Donald Gleason, all right? Well, <laughs> the not, wallpaper was almost lifelike. <laughs> I'm not I'm not accepting this attack on Domnall. If only I could spell his name if and you only could say his name. <laughs> it's Domnall. I just look up Gleason. Yeah. Uh, he is famously the, 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 silent, the think, son actually, yeah. of of Brendan Gleeson. And famously, he is not the MVP not of this him. film. Yes. Okay. So should we talk about MVPs? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of mixed bags for him, actually. About time, I'd love to, to look at sometime. Anyway, yes, MVPs. Yeah, so uh, most visually pleasing mm. uh, or hot butter. I should put like a sizzle sound effect after that. Yeah, um, yeah I think I went for. Uh, did I go? Just go. I went just last, go, last just time. Go, just go. So I'm going to go in here. Uh, I feel like for me, it's no question, uh, Aaron. Uh, no question. Oh my God. Uh, yes. uh, what's his name? It's Aaron, Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Um, as Count Vronsky. Oh my who God. Is, uh, you know, both styled to like look as the, mm. the, the sort of extremely he's got to be a temptation that no woman could give up uh, (laughs) despite um, all of the rules of society and propriety and I feel like he fulfills that well both the way he's shot the way he's dressed and and made up Uh, he suits the period costume very well yeah Um, he does also he kind of looks like someone from the 70s yeah I think it's just like something about his face it looks very like I could imagine it being painted in a portrait in the 1870s in a way that I think would fits this era I was thinking of the 1970s no, no, but I'm like... Because of facial hair. Yeah, but the... <laughs> yeah. yes, <laughs> but I think yes, his facial yes. structure yes. could work for this era in a way that he still looks very handsome within. Oh, my um, God. But, yeah, he's just great. He's, he's very hot. The um, sex appeal that he has... Oh, I don't know how good he is of an actor. It varies. Um, I think he's good in this film. I think he's good yeah. in this film also. I don't know if he has, like, huge challenges to do with yeah, it, but yeah. I think, he's, I think he does well in yeah, this Yeah, absolutely. But the sex appeal is just through the roof. I mean, I got it. I got when Kira was like, <laughs> he's like, fuck every other hoe. <laughs> for my sister, move to the side, girl. <laughs> um, it was electric, and I felt it. When she was like, murder my happiness. <laughs> murder. Uh, I felt that. Yeah. I felt that stab. Well, I got to go a little counter mm. uh, to this. And I got to say that for me, the most attractive was probably um, Jude Law's husband. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even give a straight face. I was just waiting to try that and I couldn't hold it in. It was too... No, he's, he's not starting to look very attractive. Jude Law's a very attractive man. Uh, <laughs> but not in this film. Uh, I don't... Yeah, I'm like... I'm tempted to give a little shout out to Kara who looked very lovely in her more. Kara's very Kira beautiful. Kara good. Yeah. She's well styled. Yeah. She looks yeah. great. I, it's there were some. Like, there were some haircuts that did not look the most flattering to me yeah. for her face. For me, but like a, she pulled off yeah. a really good, nice um, pixie. Well, not it's not really a pixie. It was it's like a, a short, 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 curly hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and like the the a part of attractiveness for me is like 
you know, like it's the outfit and like the yeah. it's the mise en scène as well as like how you you know look. what my and she looks incredible. Well, in, my favorite part of Kira is her back. Her back mm. and the and film. they know well they know how to yeah. style yeah. the back that her back is a bit of a I mean I mean I never and noticed Joe Wright knows because he yeah. made atonement There's and he knows how good I her want, back is I know. we <laughs> should look for Pride and Prejudice yeah. and see if he's doing it. And it's like, well, I feel like there's no way that the costume designer in Pride and Prejudice yeah. would have allowed her back to be naked. Because I, <laughs> I never noticed her back before, and I'm like, oh. But also, she's showing a lot of clavicle, which is one of the sexiest bones in the body, mm. the clavicle. Mm. And she's showing a lot of that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I also, I mean, also, Aaron Taylor Johnson looks hot as hell on that, and that so white suit. Hot. So, like, yeah. But I'll, I'll those give guys, one those to military garb. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah, and that stylized. I love that fucking when hair is dyed like oh that. Oh my god, he looks so hot with the dyed blonde hair dyed and with blonde. a. You could just see the dark roots a little bit. You can bit. see and the just, dark roots. And you're like, what? And I'm like, if you think about it, like, why does he have dyed blonde hair? I don't, I don't think they, they even I have that at those times. But, but he but looks, looks hot. Good. He looks, <laughs> looks hot. Good. But there's some great, I mean, let me talk about moving on to our, uh, our yeah. models of yeah. the film. The production design. Oh my God, the production design. Um, so one thing that we didn't see <coughs> in the plot summary is that from the very start, it sort of sets us inside this beautiful picture box theater yeah. style mm. of the that big pros arc, very kind of traditional sort of multiple flats yeah, kind of uh, with the footlights and all of the beautiful kind of gold filigree stuff so around the good. frame and mm. so that's kind of our setting for how we begin the the movie is that like our first characters enter the scene as being actors that are on stage like we're watching them on stage and so throughout we have these beautiful set changes where like different backdrops will come in and characters will suddenly be in a different scene and it's shown through yeah like people sort of switching over as you would ensembles in mm. like a, a mm. huge big Broadway production with different people coming in and suddenly transitioning from one scene to another through different actors coming on stage and it's so theatrical and it's so it's so interesting and it, it's it's theatrical in a way that doesn't feel um like the camera is in the way it yeah. feels like it's embracing the but, camera yeah. in a really filmic it, way as well which exactly. is really it's, good it's theatrical yeah. in a filmic way it, mm. it's not like theatrical in a uh, staged kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's embracing way. the theatricality and, and, the, and the fact that it's it's all surrounding and yeah. all encompassing this world and it's a relationship in between like both the production design but also like the choreography of the people moving yeah. around the character and then also as you get more used to that like the editing like sometimes the transitions, transitions yeah. will mm. sh- there's a scene where Karen Knightley is just like trying to decide if she'll stay with her husband or go with her lover, pulls back the curtain of a carriage and suddenly she's in this... Train! She's in... Oh, I don't know if that... Oh, yeah, she moves from a, a carriage to, like, outside in, like, mm. the... um in What do you call them? The fucking foliage. The the big hedges. Yeah. She's amongst oh, the hedges. Oh, amongst the labyrinth. Yes. Um, I also like that it shows transition of time really well. Like, yeah. you know, we start we yeah. start the, um, you know, the choreography at the beginning of a thing where like, oh, you're invited to a party and by the end of the choreography, they're in the party. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a scene where it's like this, this, the factory or not the factory, it's like all of the people that are working as like accountants or paper pushers mm. or something in this big sort of warehouse and it's showing the end of the day as they go to the party and it's like just all of these musicians just wander through and then mm. as we watch the scene, more and more musicians are there and, and they replace... All yeah. of the accountants until we're suddenly at this yeah. big 
ball where yeah. there's all these musicians roving around. Joe Wright looked flag. at the bag of realism and he said, I'm yeah. going to biff it. I, biff also, I, I also just love, yeah, in, in between scenes, they just change a coat and they're in a yeah. new thing. It's yeah. great. Um, and like one of the things we um, that gets associated into costume dramas is how staid and kind of like yes. old fashioned and like, you know, that, you that, know. That the sort of because yeah. you've researched and done sort of like all of this detailed, okay, would they have that in this time and period exactly. accuracy mm. that people can get bowed down with that and so interested in doing like a you know museum performance yeah. kind of thing and there's no attempt to do that here and I think but that's now, really it wonderful. feels alive and yeah. it feels like refreshing which is yeah. nice yeah. when you said the costume designer for this is also the same who did Emma, Emma. That that's right? not actually oh okay I Good. just I always get Alexander Byrne and Jacqueline Duran um confused and that's for um the costume designer hive out there um right, so i get them confused um, yeah, it's amy sullivan that's for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. but equally like for like emma and it's very it's like, in a similar feel yeah it has like a, a modern kind of sensibility that yeah i think exactly and you know like bridgerton as well even though that's a little bit kind I of think some costume designers have yeah. said that there is some some very poor costume yeah. designers. And and i think but i, but, yeah. I didn't go into the to bridgerton being like wow at the costumes to be fair like it was no. like it's pretty yeah. standard here i feel like they are wow costumes oh they also are there is a lot of there is some clear anachronism but it's yeah. on purpose and yeah. like yes yeah, sure you wouldn't have a gown that yellow or like yeah. you know the crinoline wouldn't be that shape yeah. or whatever but I think it's it looks so purposeful and yeah, beautiful. It's and there for, for the effect. And like yeah. a lot of it is for the effect. Like some of the framing of the scenes, mm-hmm. you just get the frame. And sometimes that's the whole scene. You see them from afar, like acting out a little, like Kira, like patting her child. And that's the scene. And then we move on. <laughs> yeah. And there's yeah. immense like tie with like the, the thematic kind of things with it as well in terms of the costume. So like, you know, she's like moving from like this morning of being in this relationship with a man she doesn't love to like, liberated like white outfits when she's with Vronsky. Okay, what? Yeah. Okay, shout out to the costume design. Obviously deserved Oscar, but like what are our favorite gowns? Ooh. Oh. It's very it's tough. I think I like the the black veil at the end. It was just black veil at the end is good. Yeah. Mm. I really liked the gown she wears the first time that she dances with Vronsky. Oh the, the black she's got that like the black gowns are so gown good. In this. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I was thinking about the one I don't can't remember the fireworks one. Maybe I also really loved the, the, the just like the that scene close to the end, she had that very kind of it was like you just had the undergarments and she has the like naked Oh print. yes, yeah. It felt exactly, very yeah. staged to me. Very staged it, it for, was, like very theatrical. It felt loved. Very, I loved mm. that. Because it was like her, she had her hair down for the first time in yeah, her but it like mm-hmm. down in the in the context of the mad woman as opposed mm-hmm. to the context of the freed so woman cool. it was I gotta very, give uh, a shout out makeup to like, and hairstyling like very, very two good. shots but she's in like some kind of like wild medieval kind of uh, yes piece. there's yeah. one that where she looks like she's cosplaying as like Gu- uh, Guinevere yeah. and yeah. I don't know why she's in yeah. this one medieval I outfit I thought it was headphones for a second and then yeah, yeah she's got the like the sort of the, the sacking thing yeah yeah it's nice. It was just felt hair. like the Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like they just kind of chucked it on. They were like, "Oh, we I have this." The most Let's do it for a shot of the most like of the promotional material is that kind of maroon gown that she mm-hmm. has. That like, which yes. is fine, you know, with the yeah. pearls. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's the, the money. That's not the money shot. Beautiful, but it's what led with. beautiful yeah. gowns. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. gowns. Beautiful <laughs> <But> <laughs> Said to the most like complimentary. <laughs> In the most complimentary way. These are very beautiful gowns. <laughs> there are more than just beautiful gowns. There are beautiful people, and those beautiful people are acting. Should we talk about performances? Yeah. yeah. Um, I generally, I think, uh, with a few exceptions, I generally felt that most of the performances Ooh. were were doing really were, were pretty good. Here. I like Kira. Yeah, I think Kira's Kira is good. I feel like her and Aaron Taylor Johnson have such great chemistry. Yeah, I think yeah. what they um, convey. Um, 
sexually yep. through just like <laughs> um, <laughs> let me be explicit sexually <laughs> no like the sexual tension between them was just so magnetic Damn, it was yeah. just the looks they were selling it the, well, the that, touches <gasps> the, oh my god we have to talk about the dance the uh, dance scene is, uh, is great like it's yeah so we've got this the whole thing is she sort of flashes past him like at the train and mm. then she goes off and she she and it was literally lusted for a sight. yeah and mm. it's like clearly he's got another sort of girl that he's been courting who mm. is the sister of uh anna karenina's brother's wife so it's like she's vaguely oh, connected i just to thought her. it was oh, anna's okay. sister no no no. it's uh it's it's what's it called sister yeah yeah at least at least called kitty uh, yeah. and so uh anna's kind of resigned herself to like oh so i guess he's seeing kitty and you yeah. know like, and she's oh, married she's kind of so teasing she, her yeah. Like, yeah. yeah she's just sort of had this she's like, like he's a, had a moment of like little flutter and then was like oh no 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 um, there's this moment where um she uh, spells out vronsky yeah. in the vlog and so she's like she's just teasing kitty like oh i guess he's gonna propose tonight and then of course she goes to the v. dance yeah. and he's got no eyes for anybody but her. Yeah. Uh, and eventually he's like, oh, if you don't dance with me, I'm just going to go home. And she's like, well then, for Kitty's sake, I guess I will dance with you. And, g- and the what? dance is this most like erotic, like oh. tumble of and like, like a, Quite like interesting stylized oh, it's interesting. It looks kind of like, we sort of thought it looked like, like voguing, so- like but, but vogue, over like, each yeah. other. We're giving you over a, each a description. Just listen to the just airwaves. Just listen to the airwaves oh, as we do it to you. Yeah. We're doing it right now. We're doing it perfectly, by the way. I think it's just like, you know, the hands are kind of like moving. It's like, it's like caressing all over the body without touching, you know? Yeah. It's like mm. putting... Um, but there is that, that there's a moment where like he lifts her up in the air oh. and they're like oh, brings and she her down and she's oh, she, so oh, close she, she, her, her fanny flutters. Yeah. And we really get that... <laughs> like, yeah. We yeah. get that care of breath, you know? <gasps> And it's and it because because it takes a lot of strength to lift someone up and so Vronsky's kind of uh, breathing a little bit. Too. It is very erotic. Like. Yeah. And then and they're taking that full like the outrage of dancing for so long with someone and they're like stylizing that with like the the uh, editing where we see Kitty and she's dancing with a different guy as she looks and she's over. getting more and more upset like yeah. because she thought yeah. that he was supposed to be dancing with and, her and she thought that she was going to get, get proposed passage- and she's wore like a full wedding gown to they the were, school yeah. and, and we get like- that passage of time so quickly yeah. from those they were shots. dancing all night yeah I think what Joe Wright understands you shouldn't have danced all night <laughs> no, yeah. I know right <laughs> um, I think what Joe Wright um, understands about eroticism is the hands are um, mm. a key part. Yeah, and he goes have too you, far look, sometimes. Have you ever made out with someone who has not used their hands? So awkward. <laughs> just imagining just like a wall. Oh no! <laughs> but just like not using so but, but not intimate. even using their hands for like that's half of the battle. It's yeah. like if you use your hands properly, that's all the fun. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Some people don't have hands and they can still have fulfilling <laughs> exactly. lives. And I just want to say that. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a really well good point. For the people true. out there that don't have hands. Um, but Kira has hands and she touches she his son them. as well. It's weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not in that way, but Joe Wright does make it look like it's that it's way. weird because, like, like, out of context, after scene. it's after the scene where, like, you know, they basically, do all the hand yeah, erotic she, things. She takes, basically immediately gets on the train to go back to St. Petersburg because she's ashamed of what she's done, uh, of having danced so intimately with this man for so long um, and, and everyone he, noticed yeah, everybody yeah. noticed everyone and also knew. he follows her he's like i'm just getting on the train as well and we're like okay oh. that's a bit much and he was daring her to like <laughs> leave with him yeah, yeah. and she's like no, no no the weakest no i've ever seen <laughs> i don't know why i didn't interpret that as creepy behavior because it was period film i was like no i don't seems normal. i mean i think it's it's on the line it's, <laughs> like, on, the it's line. on the line yeah yeah, yeah. anyway she comes home uh, and she hangs out with her her little kid who is not the 
greatest actor. This is he's pretty bad. This isn't a bottle. This is a, a bit of a banana. Yeah, is this banana. boy's acting? He's pretty pretty. Wooden. Yeah, she's just like lying down next to him <laughs> and um, touching his flesh. Yeah, I think it's supposed flesh. to be that she's like, like touching his hand or something. But the way it's, it's close up, it just sheet. looks very like intimate. Sensual. And we were all like, and then gross. And then she does a breath. She's like, <laughs> I'm like, gosh. And we're like, no, 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 no. It's that odd thing. It's also with the sex scene as well, which was kind of odd and limmy. Is that Joe's real good, like. The the restraint of like we've got clothes on and we want to, but when when it's actually like hands and flesh, I was like, oh, I'm a bit confused as no, to where Joe, we are. Yeah, but, but I, I mean, think that's part of it. I think yeah. that's important. I'm going to so. give him the credit it's saying that's purposeful. Look, what he's trying the, to say is like you're in the the jumble of confusion. Joe, of Joe does we don't know do, where we do start this very and where well. Begins. Like not just the the um the the typing of the C U N T on <laughs> on the typewriter, but the um the library fuck. <laughs> Iconic. An atonement? Oh, oh, right, right, right. I was like Ic- running through Anna Karenina being like, oh yeah, cool. Iconic. Where they're like, shh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But that is with the clothes on, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's yeah. so hot. With yeah. Kira's iconic green, green dress. dress. Yes. The green dress. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, so the f- top of this film, like, there's a question. Atonement, first, like, 15, half an hour, like with all that scandal and stuff. Yeah. Also, Benedict Cumberbatch being a total creep. Also, Juno Temple in the first yeah. half of Atonement, eh? oh, better so than Sersha. Yeah. Gotta oh, say it. damn. Mm. Uh, Although I do love Sersha where she's just like, no, it's, it's them. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him. The I best, the best Bryony was Vanessa. Um, I think. <laughs> damn, you just check it out all these hot takes. But the worst um, with the haircut. So, yeah. <laughs> My Least question is: to have their haircuts. Atonement, first thirty minutes, dynamite, damn. Mm-hmm. And then we get to like they're apart, the beach, and then they're old, and the train. Something about the train thing blows up. <laughs> what? Doesn't the train, no, it's the, train the, it's the, it's the tunnel. The oh, tunnel. the tunnel. Something, yeah. Something. yeah. <laughs> so like, and it's like kind of peters out at the end. We get the big wall walk in this one. First thirty minutes, dynamite. Matthew McFadden, and there's people like slamming things. There's the dance. Is like the train? Is the someone, train? Someone get ki- gets killed by the train? Does he, does Foreshadowing. He, does he blow his load in the first half? Chekhov's train? Here? Yeah. I do think the first half is more <gasps> dynamite more, and engaging. I think, yeah, we're following the story. I, and then yeah, I think it gets think a bit that's, flighty that's, at the end. Part of the whole thing about the story, though, is yeah. that, yeah, it, it's following, like... You're the, invested. Yeah, but it, it's about, it's like, the, the progression of, yeah. of a love affair, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It, that's what it sort of Marriage boils story. down to, yeah. is the if story of, yeah, like, is it worth making all of these huge choices because of this freshness and excitement of new love mm. when, like, inevitably, like that love turns into this sort of old dutiful marriage stuff in this, at least in the world of, mm. of you know, uh, aristocratic Russia. Uh, <laughs> like, it seems that everybody starts out with a happy marriage, but can that be maintained? Mm. Yeah. Um, and is it worth pursuing happiness if you've got uh, to do so, re- avoids uh, maintaining stability mm. or, you know, blows up the rest of your life in some way? Um, so I think it is that this idea that, like, 
in the abstract, everything is beautiful and clear and makes sense. And then it's it's the messiness of reality. And mm. I think it is messier later on because I think that's reflected in Anna Karenina's journey, right? Is mm. that she's, yeah, and, and it, I guess it's, we... it's, it's complicated and messy in her life and her emotional stakes. <laughs> yeah, and I, messy queen. Extremely messy. <laughs> I guess, what a messy person. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like her, she's so her whole approach to life is kind of reframed where it's in this first half, it's very glossy and beautiful and romantic. Yeah. And then it's like, well, yeah, there are consequences for those mm. um, instinctual decisions especially in such a like constraining kind of lifestyle for, yeah for women. and it, it's the sense as well that like the the character that's presented to us in the first third or first you know, 20 minutes of the film is that she is very much a person who is content following the rules mm. uh, yeah. and is not a particularly wild and adventurous and um impulsive person mm. and so taking this risk of mm. following her heart yeah. um, or pursuing, yeah, like Ooh. pursuing happiness uh, is um, not only like a big step socially in terms of like what's acceptable in society, but also like for her, it, for it, it shows this, yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's very different to other things that she's um, done. She's not like that. She's, oh, she's always been different from the other girls. And no, she's, she's not like, you know, she's not, she's not that kind of, she's no Lizzie Bennett. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not the Lizzie Bennett, Bennett thing of like, ah, oh, I could never be tied down to a marriage. Yeah. It's like, she's perfectly fine until she realized that there was something else beyond yeah, her it's existence. Like a, yeah. like a 1984 but, um, thing as well. Or it's when, just, there's nothing special about Winston, you know? Yeah. Just, but when she lets go, damn, does she let go? Oh, man. Yeah. The, the, she goes for it. Yeah. She's so, like, uh, just, her, I guess, like, we're talking about, like, fatal flaws in terms of your, like, you know, tragic hero, tragic heroine thing. Mm. Is this, like, she's impulsive, but also incredibly indecisive. And yeah. She's just, like, yeah. do I want to be with my husband? But no! And then she's, like, she's, collapsing down, like, like, I can't a, bear to be with him. It's like a ball of passion that just, like, can't can't contain itself and she gets like like, yeah she starts becoming like paranoid she has this whole thing close to the end of it where she's convinced that Vronsky is one going to leave her for a younger woman um, that his mother approves of and he doesn't seem to no Vronsky is like head over heels yeah Yeah. which I found interesting because I was expecting that he was going to be like 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 Anatole from War and Peace Mm. who is like very much yeah the similar type of dashing captain but he just kind of like yeah it's just a terrible bounder and has is a, is a Willoughby type character yeah, or a, yeah. a Wickham mm. uh. yeah. and you were talking about her like uh, differences in kind of states that kind of whiplash between like yes I love you no god get away I must go to the train oh yeah um, at some that po- could be a disaster for someone that doesn't know what they were doing and yeah. I was I was held by care all the way through absolutely and also I was like at points I was just like go go queen yeah. go assert <laughs> assert your dominance well, yeah, and was, then, I mean, it's interesting like when we were on fun. her side yeah. you know and we were it was like, fun how cruel she was exactly sometimes. there were definitely points where we were all just like oh my god she's so frustrating because yeah. like you know yeah. and then at some point like, I was like go train let's go team train <laughs> man she calls Jude Law her husband a clock, <laughs> a clock. <laughs> what an insult and yeah. I'm gonna say this probably he's probably Tolstoy that did that one so I'm gonna give him that clock yeah yeah um, you clog. Yeah. But there's uh, the scene towards the end where she's calling for her boys, oh, for her Alexei. So yeah, oh, there's a point where, um, yeah, she, so basically she says to her husband, she's like, finally so, says, to, so both of them are called Alexei. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, thanks Tolstoy, thanks for that. She's sick, dying, like we but, think she's dying. Yeah, she's told, but because she's, she's said she's going to divorce 
Karenin, her husband, yeah. uh, Alexa Karenin, yeah. and then she decides to divorce him. She, or she's she's going to leave him, but then she wants to stay in the house. Yeah, she wants to stay in his house <laughs> um, with like, her son. Yeah, she wants every. She basically, wants everything. this is why we the stand woman can't her. Have it all. She's like, I want to be his her, his mistress, Alexei, um, uh ATJ, and yeah. then but I also want my son, so I'm staying at your house. Yeah, and well, she and wants a nice house. She gets yeah. into bed, and then Jude Law comes to join her, and she's like, No, he's my husband now. And uh, what is it? What else yeah, did you say? She's like, I'm carrying his child. And so he's my husband. Yeah, yeah. He's my husband. I'm carrying his child. And Jude's just like, the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> do you not know the rules? But also, I feel like, you know, in some ways, it's, he's kind of fa- fair enough. Like, if you're leaving me, then fine. Absolutely, just Can you yeah. leave the just Yeah, life? get out of the house. Why are you so, staying in the house? So he ends up leaving. But then she, for some reason, she's had the baby and then she's feverish and she thinks that she's going to die. So she yeah, calls she both of her boys she's to She's pregnant her. with ATJ's baby. Yeah, because right. so this is the point. She's, she's given birth off screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had little Anya. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, she calls them both. And there's the scene Anya. that they both, like, they, they take, it, take a hand ATJ. off. Like they each like take her hand uh, and they're like reaching, they sort of, and she's like getting them to like what? join hands. And they're, and they're yeah, so awkward he's, in the room together. Yeah, like, Vronsky yeah, is like, they, they have, the they, these yeah. men hate each other. They love each other. And then she's just like, take each other's hand. Alexi, take his hand. And then they do it. <laughs> because they think she's going to die and they're yeah, going to yeah. honor the woman they love's greatest wish. And, yeah. <laughs> and the way it's framed and the way this scene plays out, it's so funny because we're like, oh, oh we world's most awkward threesome <laughs> and then literally the cut after it's is just <laughs> both like <sighs> and like <laughs> leaning against the wall the yeah. two men <laughs> and then there's a shot where like um jude law goes down on his knee <laughs> oh. and then he has more respect for vronsky which is kind of like so we're like you know to me it's uh, canon what yeah. happened they are fucked yeah between should the we scenes. should we talk about atj now because yeah, sure. let's talk about atj because i haven't always liked the guy and I said his talent varies. <laughs> yeah. His talent is always constant in one thing. Yeah. In Matt's mind. He's always hot. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> not wrong. Um, I think he's good in this. I think he's I very think he's good in good. this. I think this is maybe my favorite of his, except for maybe like Kick-Ass. Like, my favorite performance of his is from Nocturnal Animal. I hated him I hated Nocturnal Animal so much. He's, but I hated the film so much yeah, that I can't He's doing a, a he's so crazy good. southern Yeah, accent? but he's so good in that character. Oh. That's all I thought. He's better than Jake. We'll talk about it. I don't think it's a better than... But that's, maybe. <laughs> he's but good. I like him. is low. He's Everyone's better than Michael bad. Shannon in the film. There, I said it. Oh, And damn. he won a Golden Globe for it, so I'm justified. Well, yeah. well, we'll talk about it another yeah. time. Yeah. Um, Anyways, he's he, good. I really liked him. Yeah, I think he's like really restrained. That sex appeal is coming through really oh, well. Oh, he, he knows. Because everyone is nailing like the glances and the little eyebrows. It's a very this. like glance heavy film. Yeah. Like, which you know, I love. Which we love a glance. Uh, and I think he does. He's a good glance actor. Like yeah. he's got those big, you know, big, blue, beautiful mm. blue eyes. And so he can he can yeah. express very much the sort of, there's a softness to him yeah. in this. Yeah. And when he's appealing. speaking, it's, like he's still doing fine, but it's like it's the glances which are the real. I think I, th- I think what I love about him is that like he knows the effect that he has on Kira. Yeah, and he and knows he knows how to get it, um, but he's not pushing her. He's just like, you'll come mm. around to the fold. Yeah. I'm like poking you a little bit, but mm. one day you you'll come crawling to me. I think his his arc is interesting as well because I think there's something interesting about him as a character that he starts out as clearly this kind of ladies man who mm. is has had many affairs with various women yeah. and you know it feels like 
this is that uh, Kitty is not the first woman that he's kind of courted and then changed his mm. mind on last minute and switched to somebody else, and mm. that he has this kind of. Uh, his attitude with Anna Karenina is like, wow, she's hot. Like, I'm yeah. just going to charm her and, and seduce yeah. her. But then, like, he sort of, he forms he this attachment and he just really does seem become, he kind of, yeah, I, I was sort of guessing, not knowing where the plot goes, other than that she's going to jump in front of the train. Um, which I Damn, feel like, the sex is that good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the sense that, like, yeah, he, he sort of ends up kind of um, being sort of sticking by her and being yeah. quite very loyal to her devoted husband, um, yeah. and becoming very devoted to her mm. in a way that I was not expecting. And I think it feels like is unexpected to the characters around him as well, because they're all trying to be like, Oh, Hey, another hot another girl. One, the next Why don't you go to this one? And he's yeah. like, no, I love her. Yeah. And they're like, She's the ah, okay. But what, if, what about this, this I'm girl? You could date her? her. And yeah. he's just like, you know, I'm, don't worry. She's my wife now. And they're like, but she's married to another guy. So she's like, not. So. And there's excruciating scenes where they go out into society and oh. no one can handle her. Um, a great one yeah. moment scene from Moaning Myrtle herself, where yeah. she calls out Kira. Oh, and then the spotlight on Kira. Mm. They, it's theatrical flourishes like that, I love which give my well. It kind of reminded me of. Have you seen The Age of Innocence? No. Yeah. The Martin Scorsese. Oh, you have. Mm. You have to. That's the. Peak. What is it? What's it about? It's, it's, it's similar to this, of um, like the theatrical the flourishes. Ooh, so Daniel Day Lewis is uh, is in a relationship with, with Winona, Winona Ryder, and he's pining for. But then Michelle he comes Pfeiffer. along, but Michelle Pfeiffer, an older lady, but fuck, she's sexy, and then he's Ooh. like, I must. We, uh, you must. Great. And then oh. Winona, Winona knows. Oh, you oh, must. You must. Wait, 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 James. It's you must. You must. You must. <laughs> Murderer. Murder me. Oh my god. The iconic murder. Murder my happiness. Yeah. It's like, you want my happiness? Like, no, you've murdered mine. Oh god. Murderer. That one scene where she finally, like, she's wearing this black outfit and she finally lets um, Jude Law go, gets out of the carriage, (laughs) and then she, like, like, races to the the labyrinth where her black dress, her white white dress underneath, and embraces him after his horse died. Oh, oh yeah, the well, that, that's an interesting point <laughs> because Vronsky is not only attracted to the human persuasion, but the equine. But I feel like he would have really enjoyed Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, it was the scene in the middle of the film. When we get introduced to Frufu, uh, he is he is lovingly touching the horse. Now, it's, I was I was getting something in the kitchen. I didn't fully get to kind of see this, but he was pouring. It was a, it, it, it was, was a, a good very, minute a of scene. Yeah. Yeah. It was different parts. It was the snout. It was like the mane. It was the it was back. The back area. Yeah. As a, I get it. I mean, as I said in the spirit episode, a horse is a loving. I probably wouldn't go that far, though. <laughs> I'd be afraid it would kick me. But yeah. um, And God, is he... We get the whole scope of this relationship with Fru-Fru because he gets fucking yeah. pissed. So for whatever reason, the soldiers are having a horse race yeah. that all of the other rich people And they're are racing to. in the damn theatre. Yeah. Not very of smart. Course. Everybody's racing. <laughs> everything's in the theater. The fireworks Realism are in the theater. Is out the window. Everything's the window. in the theater, James. 
Um, but yes, yeah, so they, they, they get up, all of the people, including um, Anna Karenina and her husband, are watching this game. And this is before her affair has been totally Another scandal. Revealed. Oh. Um, and, uh, oh, God. This is where she fully lets go. It was honestly, this is not since and My Fair Lady where, uh, you know, Audrey Hepburn shouts out, Dover, move your ass. Yeah. And Jude Law is there too. Again, another yeah. My Fair Lady reference mm-hmm. in the film. Mm-hmm. They danced all night. They danced all night. Yeah. And then this, 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 this whole like, thing. So they're uh, so the horse then trips. He's um, come on, Fru Fru. And then Fru Fru goes flying, and uh, Count Vronsky is thrown and lands in a very painful looking position. Yeah. yeah. And Kira's scream. So guttural. She's like, oh, no! <gasps> Alexei! Oh. Um, and and then everyone just, knows. She's revealed herself knows. in the most public way imaginable. And then he's pissed at Fru Fru being like, get up, get up! Get up! And then they're like, her back is broken. And what does he do? He gets up that gun. And we see... And there's a cut back to Kira looking over <gasps> at her husband. Yeah. But it's angled as such, so it looks like he's shooting Kira because Ugh. they shot the, so their illicit relationship. And thankfully, we do not see the bloody horse. No, we we do not see the we dead don't. horse. But we there t- is one moment of gore in this film that shocked me. What? It is when a man with a coal-smitten face... Gets torn asunder. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. real gross. Just for a second, it's you just see gross. all that gore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the gross yeah. Or... They sort of well to, to to I guess seed the idea that one can die from trains. <laughs> ah, yes, the train yeah. death. Uh, yeah, yeah, the train can kill you. Well, it's got everything. Um, it's got gore. It's got jump scares. This film, yeah, like when you see. The... <laughs> yes, we do have an actual murderer in this film, and she does very well. The train. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, train. The train. The train kills this man yeah. close to the start, um, and, who was like a coal shoveler. Who gets uh, squished and it's very gory. But also the jump scares of just like, well, at first I was joking because Vronsky follows like Kira all around and I'm like, when he's following her back to Petersburg and he's just kind of stalking her out. And I'm just like, damn. Every time she just sort of sees you Because literally she's just like doing her her thing and then she she, like looks and and instead of getting scared, her fanny just flutters a little bit. She's like, oh. And again, it is creepy, I will say. Like, it's definitely, don't do this. Don't do it. It's not good behavior. Yeah. She's just, she's, him, she, she looks back and she's like, oh, it's oh. all of me. <laughs> and then, but and there then, is a real jump skill. The, the <laughs> she's like looking at her, like, her compact, com- yeah, her compact mirror. mirror. Then she just tilts it slightly. And who could be there? Who is there? Jude Law. Jude Law. Jude Law, ah! oh, Law uglifying himself in this role. Yeah. Jude Law did well, bravery, I think. Bravery yeah, thought, go ugly yeah. for the role. Yeah, because he's not Should in much a, of the first a, half. A quick round of performan- other yeah. performances. About, I, th- yeah. I, I thought Jude was real strong and like he becomes this... You know, obviously, this is the main tension of very the restrained in his performance. As yeah. I said to Cass, ironic that he's playing the yeah. man cheated on, given his given real his life world. Yeah. Well, you know, to to uh, reference another classical author, he feels very like Sinjin from from Jane Eyre, just like a cold oh. column esque. He wears the costume design again, fantastic. He looks yeah. like a priest. He looks like a priest. It's all <laughs> well, just like flat. a magistrate. Yeah. It looks you know? like there's no body kinda. to this yeah. man. He's just a boring clock. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he's a clock. Yeah, a clock. A grandfather clock. You're just a clock. You're so awkward. TikTok, <laughs> bitch. Your time is up. 
Um, um, Emily, not Emily Watson. Talk about that later. Yeah. Um, Olivia Williams. Oh. Killing her scene in the throne. Also, so introduction. Uh, she's Countess Vronsky. She's Vronsky's the mother. Mom, yes. Uh, and she has this great. The train scene was great because she kind of has this moment of like, oh, who's this delicious young woman across yeah, yeah. from me? And she sort of has this air of like, oh, well, I've had many a great romance in my time. It's yeah. like she's this very scandalous older woman who's managed to to live on to in riches. It. Yeah. Um, and without her being too scandalous. Yeah, there's this nice running Because I think that throughout. it seems to be a thing from from what I know of, of Russian society in this era. Like, yes, there is a certain accepted level of, yeah, like everyone's cheating on everybody, yeah. right? Like infidelity is a big part of like Russian society. You get that with Anna's brother. Yeah, just it's that thing sleeping. where he's just sleep with somebody else, and then the, like you know they they're back together. And but I think also for women as well, yes, like exactly. perhaps more so in Russia than right. in other countries, like women did have affairs. But it's the thing where like Anna's husband acts. You know, he's he's he doesn't really. I don't think he would have minded if she had had the affair mm-hmm. if she hadn't been indiscreet about it. Yeah, yeah. she public, can't keep a secret because she was public about it. That's yeah. the thing. And he sort of has this whole attitude of like, what I don't know won't hurt me, and no rumors. You know, like as long as it's kept under wraps, it's all right. Yeah. And so people can talk a little, but they she can't. Had to scream it can't out be there. But that because horse. she becomes so indiscreet about it, it's that it's knowing. A dance it. all night. It's the societal yeah. marriage Russian style. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the third one is Matthew McFadden, who lights yeah, up the screen. Yeah, he's got a great so much every fun. Time he lights in. up the screen. Fuck, man, I yeah. enjoyed him. Yeah. I also, like, it's, I, we were saying it's, it's, it's difficult for people to pull off being siblings when they've been lovers on a different yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, but, but they pull it off here. He's well, a great comic relief. Also, he's always like... like his, his look has changed from Fridge and Fredericks a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. he went well, from... Good, from seven go- years, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he settled on this look, because this is the look I know of him now. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. great look. I yeah. mean, honestly... I can relate. He does have a the big metabolism goes. He's 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 gained some weight. James the, talks like he's a large fat man. James is not. No, but he's just kind of embraced that more comical yeah. like look, and he's got like Succession where he's killing it as Tom Wormsgand. Like, yeah. it's it's leaning into that more. Yeah, because he was a leading man in in Pride and Prejudice and in, in My Father's Den. But like, yeah, mm. uh, he's he's pivoted. Yeah. to more of a character. Yeah. And he has this... The, <laughs> I feel like he has this very kind of... Uh, like, as a character, the sense of, like, kind of joviality, which is, yeah. is, is very nice. Mm. And he's having sort of, fun. He's having fun. There's a simplicity fun. to this yeah. character as well because there's stuff, like, at the end when everybody's so scandalized by Anna's behavior and she's become the kind of, like, pariah, like, yeah. social pariah. He's like, oh, you can come up. Oh, actually, just, like, Kitty and her husband are staying. So, like, yeah. after that. But then you and Count Frosky just come up for tea. Like, but it's also- all good. You know. Also, he's like c- clearly doing the same thing as Anna, but I still like him. Like he's yeah. just like he's having affairs all around. But it's the thing because he's he's being discreet about it. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it felt like you know that movie Another Year where there's like that couple that are just like constant and going through mm. it and everything's fine, and then all around them there's just the sea of drama. You were talking in the uh, during the film like how awesome it would be at the parties to like oh, man. know what a the good gossip time it would be to be a gossip in this era oh absolutely like the yeah. gossip would be so good the yeah. t- i mean there's a reason they're always drinking tea the yeah. samovar would be piping hot yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways, from good performances, shall we talk about some... Some bananas. Hey, yeah. Right. Um, I want to start off with, with the boy. The boy is bad. Look, I just want to say something. Bad. Someone who's in between is Dolly, I think. I think the script didn't give her enough to didn't show one to. one way or another if she was she good or bad. She doesn't really have a scene. Yeah. You know? I like Kelly MacDonald. Kelly MacDonald oh, deserves no, sorry, more. Oh, wait, not Dolly. I was thinking of the other one. Um, who's, the, who's the friend of Ronsky? Ruth Wilson's character? Yeah. Oh, Betsy. Oh, Betsy. No, no, Betsy's the young woman that's like in yeah. the, the sort of... Um... Blog. <laughs> oh. oh, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 She, was, she was... I liked her voice. Yeah. That's Ruth. She was fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Donald Gleeson? Oh, the boy, sorry. I yeah. thought you meant Donald <laughs> you just, Gleeson. You're just out no, no, for no, no, Donald. No. I'm just like, the, the, the son. Every time the son oh, was yeah. like, I was just like, no, no, none of no, this. No. Like, you could get a child that's better at acting than this. Absolutely. Like, who's, yeah. who's fam- which famous person's son Where's is the kid from um, Les Mis? <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it was about this time. Yeah, yeah. 2012. He could be in there. Exactly. Same year. Do that double bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Into the Woods, a couple yeah. of years later. That was him. Oh, yeah. damn. He's yeah. Jack. And then, yeah. I don't know what happened to him since. He's, yeah. he's his, never been heard of again. Broke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, didn't enjoy Kitty and what's-his-face. Whatever his name Levin. is. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Levin, but uh, <laughs> we called it. Whatever. We call it like we see it. They had this, like, okay, first of all, I don't like either of these actors, but also they had the... Their romance is interminable. Their romance, so the whole thing is, yeah, she thinks that Count Vronsky is going to propose to her. So yeah. uh, Levin comes to propose to her and she's like, no, no, I can't. I can't. Uh, and he's like, oh, damn it, the d- detestable Vronsky has gotten there. And so he's like, so his whole thing is that he's like trying to be a good communist, I think. Yeah, he's, a, he's such a good guy. Uh, such a nice guy. He's a very upstanding, mm. morally upright guy who... He's just misunderstood. Like, yeah. cares about the he workers. And he's like, ah, oh, I'm not going to be like out here being the landlord. I'm going to free my serfs and then I'm going to join them in the field. Cut and the, all the damn hay. And you can tell all the peasants around him are just like, why is You're he here? Like, what does this guy do? He's so slow Lord. at cutting the hay. It's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> but he's got this whole moral ideal thing. Um, but yes, he is boring. So Extremely boring. boring. I think- and then he doesn't even care for his brother later who yeah. was dying. His brother has got some sort of like illness. We don't know what it is. Tuberculosis yeah. or alcoholism. One of the two. Yeah. Um, and his brother has a wife who's not a re- has not married to oh, his God. wife. He just calls her his wife, and yeah. she's the only non-white in the film. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, I oh, feel yeah. like, and uh, probably is, no. this is definitely a banana for me. No. Everybody yeah. is very white. Everyone's in white. Film. You can and see I'm from like, you can see from ATJ's butt how yeah. white this film is. I'm going to say like, if you touch Pierre in the Great Comet, it's a great example of yeah. how you can do this period of Russia in an extremely diverse Any way. Any period, really. Um, and it doesn't need to necessarily be like oh, David Copperfield. A, a yeah. yeah, it's just like just we we passed the the we've yeah. got to be all white casting. Don't you think though for this these kind of stories like there are always the boring ingenue characters. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. less like the guy. He's he's got his own issues. He's like real sulky. And there stuff. is. It's the but second girl. The second girl is always yeah. kind you need, of like, boring. A, a counterpoint. It's the same with Pride and Prejudice as well. Of like the. The most interesting bit was Domhnall's, for Domhnall's character, uh, was like where he was talking about like, oh, well, love needs to be pure and stuff like that. And it kind of, it sticks with Matthew McFadden's character where he's like, oh shit, I am cheating on my wife a lot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's bad. Um, 
but like the, this idea of like love at various kind of stages and i do think sometimes like boring people fall in love too oh yeah I, mean, the boring is, I think they're beautifully suited for each other yeah and i'm happy for them i just didn't want to have to watch their courtship because oh my the, God. the scene the, with the, the blocks. scene with the blocks <laughs> it is pretty there's bad. this bit and I'm, I'm guessing this is like a bit that's from the book that's probably a game they played and in it Russia took at the five time, minutes to where, get like to. basically instead of instead of saying what they mean they put a little like cryptic phrase that they start from the initials like the acronym yeah. of what the phrase so he was be. like dnmn yeah and, and so then she has to guess what those yeah. things mean it's like and uh, eventually like they they managed to to to, to express their feelings through acronyms yeah, yeah. and everyone and does takes, does know me never this isn't a room, by the way this isn't a room full of other people and they're probably just all giving the side of being like what the fuck are and being like doing? why are they taking yeah. why are they doing the bricks yeah <laughs> it's like oh, God, I hate them. <laughs> Although, when the bricks are first introduced in the film, Kira does this amazing like oh, yeah. slide over it. Exactly, Kira but knows. But again, she just spells it out. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. put a yeah. V. And Kira then knows how to use it. She goes right for the ball. Anna knows. Kitty does not. Yeah. and that's why she Vronsky um, doesn't choose her. But yeah, mm. they they get married and they seem very happy. And has been around she, the blocks. Like you know, Kitty Kitty tends to uh, Levin's brother. Yeah, the sick guy, and she, like. Oh, that was a moment of redemption for Kitty for me. Yeah, there's a whole scene where like all of the servants are appalled because this the non-wife who used to be a sex worker is in the house, Mm. and they're like, "We're so sorry. We can't believe like your wife will have to share the roof with this like monstrous woman," and she like finally like. He comes to like tell her like oh, I've got to tell you the news like I oh, don't worry I'll make her leave the first thing in the morning and she's kind of like what why why yeah. what the and fuck comes in and like helps yeah. and tends to the brother and you're like oh good one kitty like that's nice. good that's kitty. nice of you you're not a terrible person <laughs> yeah mm. Emily Watson is also in this and she does not do a lot she's not had much she, to do she scored the end. I'm yeah. going to guess wow. that this is a character that has a lot of bits in the book and they yeah. just cut it down because this character does not need to yeah. exist Her in the movie. The character is described <laughs> as boring and she is boring. And Kira, yeah. well, we first got that sense of the messy queen where she's like, oh, I don't think I can come to that. Sorry. Uh, she's just not Yeah, I got to go to another thing. Lectures. Yeah. yeah, she didn't feel like making plans. Whereas yeah. Jude Law's character is like, I love to hear about the economic progression of... Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Kira was dominating all like forms of style as well. I want to quickly shout out her her short haircut that you briefly alluded to. Mm. Where she cuts yeah, her she own does cut the hair, hair in the mirror. And you know a movie is fierce when the leading lady cuts their own hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's serving yeah, you said nineties nineties are on us. Like, yeah. getting a rom com. Never in the history of the world has the ni- like short hair been more celebrated than the nineties. Mm. Yeah. Channeling that Meg Ryan goodness. Yeah. <laughs> very, um, that Meg Ryan Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> Do we have any other bananas? No, but I, I think we should talk about Yeah, so we've gonna have it we've got a special segment, um, which yeah. we'd like to introduce just just for the it's, five nights of nightly yeah. series. And look, we're not clowning we celebrate the chin. We celebrate, we celebrate. We love the chin and the chin has so far gone underexplored in Absolutely. this po- podcast episode. Yes. Um but we would like to introduce a new segment, um, which I don't think we have a name for. No. Mm. Let's think of a name for it. Channeling the chin. The chin. Wag. Uh, no. The chin wag is good, actually. Oh, the chin wag. The chins of. <laughs> the chins and outs. <laughs> the, ch- <laughs> the chins and outs. <laughs> the chins and outs. Um, and then this is where we rank. <laughs> chinner, chinner. 
chicken dinner. Chicken 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 chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Does he chin or lose? Oh. Uh, we'll workshop it. Yeah. Uh, in which we uh, we rate and rank uh, Kira Knightley's performance um, on a scale from weak to chiseled. Uh, how chinny is her performing? Um, so yeah, what are the Kira Knightley uses her chin a lot. So they, well, basically, I've I've created strands. five strands here. Okay. So lowest, weakest, like smallest amount of chin mm. acting is weak. Yeah. Um, next up, we have soft. Yeah. About middling, we have protruding. Mm. Uh, level level four with jutting. Yeah. And finally, level five, chiseled. And so we're taking into account the whole of the film. The whole of the film. There were definitely some, some chiseled moments how, in this How film. well the um, the chin was used as yeah. well. Yeah. I feel like, for me, this is a soft performance oh. for the chin. I feel like there's not like that much chin comparatively to what I expect to, from Kira. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I think, and particularly in, I th- in, in other parts of this, in other films which we will be covering in this mm. series, um, mm. where there is, there's more iconic chin movement. Mm. I feel this is a pretty soft performance for me, but um, what do you guys I think? Would go with, I'd go with level three for me. It's yeah, all, me it's all like protruding. Like, it protruded. It protruded. It, protruded. it wasn't soft. We yeah. saw it. And also, I love the moment when she was making love with, with um, Aaron Taylor-Johnson in the um, La Morphine scene. <laughs> where, um, uh, yeah, uh, and he licks the chin. Just that, mm. that, he did lick the chin. That, that um, worship of this beautiful vessel. It's her instrument. Her yeah. instrument. I, I was just like, that she is... channels it. Absolutely. Uh, so, Mia, it's a solid three. It's a solid protruding for me. Yeah, she she was doling it out. I'm the same. Yeah, a three. And so yeah. she would stick it out at certain moments just to highlight a point. Uh, and she didn't need to do too much with it. Like with this performance. Like, she... Uh, she had a good. It was well reined in. Great. Uh, but but then, like in a later scene, sometime. Okay. I'm still going to stick with my soft. I feel like we've got room to grow. Okay. I so is this like all together? Is it like I a think it's so- each of us? Is it like a soft one. protruding or a protruding soft? No, yeah. So we're, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. And I think I, towards the end we towards can we can we can rank them exactly. one film each. One film each for each for each stage. Yeah. I love it. Nice. Cool. So our initial thoughts. But how about our final thoughts for the film? Mm. Bag or boots? Yeah, I mean, this is a long episode. I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, look, uh, bag, I enjoyed it. I liked the theatrical flourishes. Yeah. Got a bit messy towards the end. But, you know, that's just reflective of our Queen Anna. She's me- she's messy. She's uh, wild. That. She's flighty. But, you know, that just comes with the territory. You know, we, we, we celebrate our messy queen. Train... And Anna, both. Bag. Uh, it's probably no secret that I brought this film to this podcast because I loved it when I first saw it. I was like, what the fuck? This is awesome. Uh, and seeing that theatricality and just amazed that no one had really, not many people had seen it. Uh, so I think it's great. Um, it got some detractions for like being style of a substance. I don't think that's true at all. I think like a ne- I, I think, think if the-, the film is informed by that stylistic uh, flourishes. More films like this, Joe Wright. Yeah. Exactly. Like it is so confident in what it's doing, but it doesn't feel like up its own ass like that atonement like scene where it's yeah. like, look how impressive this long shot is. Like it is impressive, but it is impressive because it's less that it's impressive and more that it's fascinating and yeah. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a place that feels alive and that i don't know you know why exactly he he 
a packed a theater except that it's it's theatrical and i it's, mean because yeah. anna is in theater yeah. she's a theatrical lady <laughs> a theater it is yeah. also kind of i guess the industry where it is like oh you just want to show off don't you yeah. and he was punished for it yeah. and i yeah. mean it is showy it is show off people use theatrical as an it is show off but and i thought like, you were successful yeah, yeah. I'm like if you got it flaunt it show Absolutely. it off Joe. Yeah. Yeah. This, like, you know what if if that's wrong, I don't want to be right with a W. <laughs> there's there's even a bit where like people are it's transitioning out of the workplace of Matthew McFadden and into like a, a bank. I told you this with the with the with I just talked about this before with <laughs> Oh my things. god. No, I'm just saying, yeah, it's like yeah. a full on like musical, like yeah. in yeah. terms of the singing of the peasants, which just feels feels beautiful. So yeah, yeah of course. Bag it. Bag The circumference of the circle, that's a bag for me. It's definitely a bag for me as well. Uh, a big bag. I don't know. The circumference of the bag. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, still doesn't week. make okay. sense. And it threw you It off. didn't make sense last time Bag a circle. Time um, is a flat circle. Yeah. Bag is a flat circle. All of it's going in the bag for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just, I thought this was like, in some elements, this is a masterpiece. Like, this is yeah, so visually bit, spectacular. Yeah. And yeah. like, def- I don't think that, yeah, I think if you sign over substance, reco- uh, implies a hollowness, which is not here. Mm. I think it definitely like lands on an emotional level. Like yeah. the fact that we were so invested in this like it's love purposeful. story oh, is, shows yeah. that it, we it cried hits out on emotional multiple levels. times. I, yeah. We felt it every time oh. Anna felt something. We were like, "Damn, I <laughs> yeah. felt that." I mean, and I'm. It makes me interested to read this novel because, like, you know, it's always been one of those great works of literature that's like vaguely on your list if you're an English literature major. Mm. That, but this has now pushed it right up to the front. So you gotta, it's very exciting. You gotta, have you read uh, Lady Chatterley's Lover as well? No, I haven't. I, oh, I haven't that's that fucking. That talking of sexy shelf. erotic stuff I that don't is... know it's kind of the same oh, you know it's, it's, it's fun it's yeah. James Vitter yeah. a formative age yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, got that D H Lawrence hey, hey. Um, yeah I think this rivals like I, I just I just wish he would make more films like this like yeah. Pride and Prejudice was so good I really love that film yeah. I'm gonna tell him I need to rewatch I do it's it's grown on me every time not mm. like that haircut hasn't grown <laughs> Hasn't grown. <laughs> I'd also, be interested to talk about Hannah at some point because it is like good, a yeah. much smaller film, but it is it's fascinating, and I don't know if it totally works. But we curious to chat about it. Great. Anyways, that's that just like about it. Oh, also in the question of who who won, I thought I won initially, but in the end, Anna did. Anna won. Anna won. And also, um, just Anna to, fucking died. Yeah. How did she win? I, oh, over me. Uh, over me. Beat over I, think, me. I think the train won. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just to put respect on her Russian name, the, the lady oh. who won um, the gold medal is called Heidi Lynn Diaz. So respect on your name, girl. Yeah. I don't want to say um, not mention your name. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Totally. Because <laughs> um, she's listening, obviously. She's a big fan of Anna Kay. And you can say our name at Mixed Bag and type that into your old computer and pop on a pod or a podcast at the end of it and then you'll find our socials if you're on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. What's next on the Night of Nightly? Well, you just have to to tune in in to find out. Chin in to find (laughs) out. Stick your chins up. Chins up, everybody. Chin chin. Well, that's That's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.